so many of us want to seek help but not a lot of us know the technicalities of and about it we recorded an episode on a guide to seeking help where we talk all about how one can seek help when they wish and we also talk about when one can know when they need or should seek help this episode is in conversation with lenny george who is a counseling psychologist so without further ado let's get right into the episode so on today's episode where we talk about a guide to seeking help lenny what is the first step to seeking help Oh, but essentially just be to understand the kind of help you need mm-hmm. so even when we're talking about therapy right there's there in india we have clinical psychologists we have counseling psychologists we have psychiatrists we have social workers so it's important to understand what's actually happening and who to contact at that time mm-hmm. right so if you're talking about you going through something just by yourself you're feeling especially during quarantine or especially during covid you feel like you want to connect with another person and really understand what's happening you want to connect with another person and get scans done tests done assessments done so you're going to different people for all of these things mm-hmm. right so broadly speaking clinical psychologists are trained in assessments and tests and trained lesser in therapy per se mm-hmm. right counseling psychologists it's the other way around that they trained in uh, taking therapy so a lot more about interaction and skills and techniques and less on assessments and tests and psychiatrists again broadly speaking so it, it actually comes down to the kinds of courses that they've done as well but broadly mm-hmm. speaking psychiatrists have finished their mbbs and have done a specialization in psychiatry for a year uh, sometimes mm-hmm. two right so they are essentially looking at symptomatology and treating you for the symptoms right so if you're going to ideally three work in unison right you're going to a therapist uh, trying to understand what's happening and you want an assessment and the therapist is going to refer you out to a clinical psychologist who will then have um, an array a wide array and range of tests and batteries and um, all of this administered to you in particular ways right and if medication is necessary and if you feel like that's something that's going to be helpful uh, if your therapist feels that then you'll be referred out to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. right so ideally these three things work anywhere else if a psychiatrist is seeing a client and mm-hmm. they feel that hey therapy is going to be helpful along with medication they'll be referring them out to a psychologist as well a therapist or a counseling psychologist right so lenny what are some signs and symptoms that one needs to know before they need to like seek help like you know when do they know that oh now is the time that i need to go for therapy so i usually start off with three aspects uh, mm-hmm. so when talk about sleep appetite and energy so if you're looking at say a broad range of what would mean normal for you like taking into account your daily activities and things like that and suddenly uh, you know one of these uh, have started to fail you and fail you in the sense i'm not talking about oh suddenly you know you you you, you felt like sleeping an hour extra or things like that fail you in the sense these things have happened continuously and you're not not able to understand why or you realize that you're not feeling as hungry you realize that your appetite's changed there's no change in lifestyle per se there's no medication or anything that's um that's giving you room for this change i'd say hey that might be a big red flag to look out for mm-hmm. right or lower energy throughout the day uh, or sudden bursts of energy throughout the week or or uh, the month right so anything that's that you have understood is is different right especially with these three things in mind with sleep appetite appetite and energy in mind and uh, that's gone off and it's been there for a while 
you know, say, for example, you've moved cities, okay, change is expected, but it's still continued a month or two and, and these changes have still sustained. Okay, might be might be something happening on a deeper level that you might need to seek help for. Right. So that's one thing that I definitely look out for. Apart from that, if you have actually been through an event that's been traumatizing, if you've been through difficulty um, overall with with relationships with at work, if if you if you're finding it difficult to make yourself seen, mm-hmm. right, all these things would be. And, and if you're finding that you are having difficulty with your own priorities, and you understand that there is a set reality for you and that doesn't seem to be working out smoothly and that there seems to be a lot of external factors that are affecting it that might be a good and you have no idea what's happening either there's just no clarity mm-hmm. right that might be a good time as well to seek professional help and yeah. these two apart from the very obvious things of you know low mood and sudden changes in life or or recent death and stuff like that so these two are usually things that I try and understand as well. Sometimes when, you know, I have clients who come up and be like, you know what, I just want to give this a shot. I've, I haven't been feeling myself. I don't know what's wrong. Everything seems to be okay. But yeah, I just thought I should come and talk and see what's happening. This is usually where I start. Because these are also things that we tend to take for granted or just fall into routine and feel like, oh, it's going to be fine in some time. Right. So Lenny, you know, in a lot of Indian families, Mental health and therapy especially is very stigmatized and some people probably don't even have the resources to seek therapy. So what do you think people in such situations can do to kind of help themselves? So usually the age of the person is going to be important, right? Mm-hmm. So if the person, say for example you, mm-hmm. right, you're in college and you have an idea about mental health overall and you probably feel like, okay, you know what, maybe I can give therapy a shot, mm-hmm. but we're having difficulty with finances, mm-hmm. right? Because you're still in college and obviously that's not going to be something you can work around. All right. So first things first, are you over 18, under 18? Right. Over 18. Right. So that's going to be even easier because if it's under 18, in India, at least we need an adult consenting yeah. to yeah, to the therapy process in itself, mm-hmm. which means that uh, sometimes not most of the time sometimes like that can be an active hindrance to the person who wants to go ahead and seek therapy right mm-hmm. because the first thing they're also thinking is all right you know what which means that i have to find someone who i can trust who the therapist will have to get in touch with for a signature or a verbal confirmation and they will know that i'm going through this process maybe i don't want to do that maybe i don't even have reliable adults who's going who's going to believe me or maybe i feel like no one's going to get what i'm going through right so in terms of finding resources, checking their age is going to be important because then you're also understanding where you need to guide this person out, right? If they don't have the financial resources for it, if they don't have the privacy and space for it, those are things, again, that can be navigated only after we go beyond this whole uh, informed consent thing with an adult if they're under 18. If they're over 18, there are a lot of places that actually offer pro bono sessions wherein they can essentially avail free therapy services from professionals. If not, another thing that they can also do is understand the resources, mental health resources in their university or in their community. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, these resources also tend to be free of cost or or the college or university covers it. So that's definitely another one that they can, that can be checked out because we're most of the time we talk about monetary resources. Beyond all of this, if privacy is an issue, 
right? If you're constantly having no space at home, if you don't have a phone of your own, if you don't have, well, friends you can trust or even talk to or, or houses that you can go to for, say, an hour, you know, have a, se- have a session and come back, then we might be dealing with a different setting altogether. Maybe, you know, talk about a group setting, maybe talking about group therapy to begin with, or just support and um, peer support groups to begin with, more than going into the entire process and system of therapy one-on-one therapy in itself right so that might be a good place to start uh, but obviously over time ideally it will be helpful to have one-on-one therapy if they have the time and space to do that right so lenny you know something i've noticed a lot in teenagers is that whenever they talk to your fr- talk to their friends about wanting to go to therapy uh, most of their friends or at least from what i've seen is usually you know they'll say they'll be like oh no you're just overreacting this is just a phase so when does one know that they're not overreacting and they actually need professional help? Right. So that's something that's interesting that you brought up. Like what would what would be a good definition of a phase for you? Uh, I feel like if I had to give like an example, it's like you just had a breakup mm-hmm. and you know, you're going through this very, you're going through like an emotional low. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a, lo- and a lot of people say this, you know, that you just, you know, you're not going to feel very good for three to four months and then your life is going to go up and from there, which I don't really agree with. Like, right. you need to come to terms with what has happened and right. actually move on from it yourself instead of giving that, like, you know, a tight mm-hmm. period. Like, I feel like moving on in general from anything, like even like people who are grieving over some uh, death of their loved one, you can't yeah. do that a time period. Like, you, yeah. you, it takes time, like. You can't be like, okay, I just, you know, six months if I go over that, then there's something wrong, this, that. No, there's nothing wrong with grieving for two, three years as well. It's, it's completely yeah, okay. Exactly. So that's that's the thing about phases that I don't get. So if, even if we're talking, say, like you said, like a breakup, right? And I've, I've heard this so many times, you know, give it some time and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's not the fact that you're giving it time. It's the fact that you're doing something in given time that it's either going to help make it worse or better or sometimes it stays the same even regardless of whatever you do because that's essentially just how that that relationship was to you and that's absolutely okay but i feel like when the minute we coin this this phrase of you know it's a phase and it's gonna go away there's also this expectation that the phase is supposed to end soon this expectation that oh this is temporary and it's okay and i can always get through it that we also not look deeper into what's happening we just wait for Three months, four months, six months to happen and then it's over. We are expected to, or this is another expectation altogether, right? You know, just get into another relationship. Let's just go drinking. Uh, let's just smoke up and it'll be all better. It's fine. It's going to help you. Uh, but what's actually happening is just these superficial things that give you temporary relief. Uh, it's not really redefining your relationship with yourself or the relationship that you had with said event or whatever had affected you at that time. That's not happening at all, Right. right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Somehow I don't agree with the whole phase per se. It's an event. It's affected you. You're going to take time to deal with it. Absolutely. Do we need to call it a phase? Maybe not. It's probably, I mean, phases can stick to projects and ideas and deadlines, yeah. but maybe not with humans because if, I feel like it's not something that we can have a timeline with. Yeah, I don't know. And with a lot of teenagers, you know, and mm. I'm not sure if this happens with even young adults, but with a lot of teenagers, I see that they're like, oh, I don't need therapy. I have my best friend, you know. That's a very, very common thing, very cliche common thing on that, even on Instagram posts and all that. Mm-hmm. 
right which i feel is also one of the reasons why there is a rise in mental health problems because they think that their friend is enough you know to help them but they mm-hmm. don't understand that their friend is also 18 years old how right. much more will he or she know than you mm-hmm. to help you like this i don't know do they not think about this logically like as like the therapists are there they exist for a reason you know they've done those 5 6 years of studies they're there mm-hmm. for a reason if your best friend could be your therapist Mm-hmm. Why would why would therapists in general exist? Why would people study for six years, you know, to get that degree? They won't. Right. They also become best friends of everyone <laughs> of their clients because yeah, it's just really annoying. Like you know, a lot of people yeah they say that oh I don't need therapy. I have this person's music to listen to. I said music is not therapy. right but i mean just to add on to that, I also feel like bias is not considered in its. in its own reality i feel like there's also the sense that you know they are my best friend or they are my close friend and they will have my benefit or my good when they are saying something mm-hmm. there's also something that i find parents reinforce a lot uh, even if it's a bad decision even if it's a fight if it's if i'm uh, scolding uh, my own kids it's also it's, it's something that goes with it saying you know i'm scolding you for your good i'm scolding yeah. or i'm hitting you so that you get it so that it's for your good so that 5 years later 10 years later it's going to be in your benefit at that time obviously the kid is not able to process that but what goes much beyond is the fact that bias is not really taken into consideration otherwise yeah. right you feel like well they are saying this for my own good but where they're actually saying this from is from their own experience and from the lens of what they feel is going to be good for you not not really understanding a lot of factors that might be coming with so for example it can be as simple as talking to a queer individual about say coming out mm-hmm. to their family and their their friend being queer as well saying you know what i did it i had this this is how exactly i went about it this was how welcoming my family was or this is how i got deserted or or ostracized from my family because i came out so you should either do it or do it this way and talk to them this way because that's what helped me mm-hmm. versus uh, say in therapy we're considering socioeconomic uh, factors of the client we're, we're talking about cultural importance of of the client the importance of family for the client can the client sustain by themselves if they decide to come out to the family and the family does not accept them right we're talking about so many other factors which go beyond the therapist or other people's experience we are looking at their own unique stressors their own stressors their own family background their own friends there well do they have supportive friends okay we can't do anything if they're not supportive but make new friends that's going to need a lot more than just talking that's going to need actual planning and structuring and literally facing this truths yeah right so it's it it's not as easy as having a best friend yes having a very having a supportive system is very important for your mental health overall mm-hmm. but no i don't think it can ever replace going to therapy because obviously there's always judgment that comes into play and there's also yeah like you said like knowledge that's limited experience also that comes with it yeah and you know just a very classic example this is is like you know if you've gone through a breakup and if you speak to your best friend about it your best friend the first thing you're going to be like you know fuck that person fuck that girl fuck that guy you yeah. know you screwed up Yeah. That when you go to therapy, I am very sure that a therapist would never say that. Like a hundred percent. There is no way that a therapist is going to say that. So you know that that that's the difference. 
and right and, and also looking at like okay you know uh, overall understanding of what were your needs in the relationship what really yeah. happened why is it that this specific relationship say out of all of them has affected you in this manner yeah. right what is going to be helpful for you to to understand make meaning or make peace from this relationship or do you even want to is this a relationship that you want to continue as friends or like what is this from your from your point of view right and really go into that instead of instead of yeah just sticking to you know fuck that bitch fuck, fuck that person this is this is not something that works yeah. uh, you know let's just let's just watch a movie or go partying or go clubbing while they might be helpful like i said earlier it's it's usually superficial and doesn't really help in the long run yeah and then, well, then you know then you'll have people tell you oh, just move on bro just move on man or so you know oh, yeah. what's taking you so long i don't i don't think they understand that it, it's not that easy i mean if it was that easy to move on i would have right you know that person whoever does going to break up would have now if it was so easy yeah so, and yeah. the fact that like and the fact that relationships are such i mean the, the the way a relationship can actually affect a person is so broad like you never know how unique a relationship was to a person and how different it is to everyone else right yeah. the relationship i have with my partner can be so 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 different than the one he has with his parents and his sister and his friends and his colleagues and things like that so even if i'm talking about how it was for me and uh, you're here telling me you know what i've been in a relationship too don't worry it's going to get better i don't know that yeah. i honestly don't know if maybe being with another person is going to replace the same feeling that i had that i had with my my old partner do i even want that feeling replaced i don't know so yeah yeah i don't know if that's actually going to be helpful if you know talking to a friend and just sort of going skimming over the top and being like okay cool i'm done with this honestly sadly bro you're not <laughs> sorry to tell you you're not Yeah yeah I don't I, I think this is a go to you know after every break up the go to the thing is are you fuck man just let go and get drinks you know forget this person screw it that's yeah. that's such a common thing i don't think people understand that you know it's not that easy to yeah yeah and yeah and then a lot of people will even make jokes that you know you were just 18 you know that you've got a lot to uh, you got your whole life ahead of you to be in more relationships mm. this is just a puppy love is what they call it you know kind of a relationship it shouldn't be so hard to move on Right. But like I feel like this is like the foundations to what you are going to face in life ahead, right? Like this builds your foundation of what your idea of love or what mm-hmm. your idea of relationships is. Yeah, absolutely. So that's very important. Right. So Lenny, how does one know which peers of theirs is the right person to open up to, and what are some qualities that they should look for in these peers? I think just to start with, you should feel okay being yourself with them. So when I say that I also mean the qualities of them accepting you for who you are mm-hmm. which also then which only then opens up the fact that you can have a non-judgmental space right mm-hmm. so if we overall talk about qualities beyond understanding what again I think this is going to be a whole different topic altogether but beyond understanding what friendships what platonic relationships work for you it's important for you to actually identify that rather than a person just coming up to you you know say who 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 you've known for five years and them sort of telling you hey you know what we've been together for five years so I'm going to call you my best friend and that's that right so you understanding what you need from a relationship so if you were to look at your social circles as say a solar 
solar system right mm. and parallel uh, well well all the planets being your social system and you essentially just being the sun mm-hmm. you need to understand if i'm right at the end right me being a new person or a stranger in your life me i'm right at the end what are boundaries that i need to cross what are stages i i need to sort of move over where and i can feel like okay cool now i have aman's trust mm-hmm. now i feel like aman and i are on the same page like what's going to make you feel that and what is it that lenny will have to do and how is it that you're going to make it clear to me right mm-hmm. that i can go ahead and do all this and we do this in such subconscious i mean such tiny subconscious ways like it can be it can be similar interests like it can be same sports teams it can be like oh my god we like dogs is the same thing it can be such tiny things that are that are going to move move me from being a stranger to the last line and then maybe you know we we like the same coffee or we essentially have similar ideas on human rights yeah. for example say right and then you're like hey okay lenny seems kind of okayish maybe maybe we can watch a movie together that feels okay like yeah. we know you talk about these levels of comfort with another person that also comes by how safe you feel with them so how is it that you go around establishing this so it's important to understand when you're talking about qualities that you find it's important to understand your ideas of safety your ideas of trust and your ideas of what you see as acceptance what you see as understanding to be reflected by another person i'm not saying you know you should they should be constantly supportive of you even if you're not making sense no not things like that but you as a person should be comfortable enough to be in their presence wherein they're telling you you know what this is bullshit enough for you to be like okay you know what this is this is coming from this person and i respect this person for all these reasons i connect with them for all these reasons and this is exactly the authority they have in my life and hence i'm going to listen to this or i'm not going to listen to this because they they don't know me shit right yeah, but for really. you to feel yeah but you for you to feel like okay this is this is the relationship that makes sense for me and hence hey i'm going to talk about how i've been feeling in the last two months because of my breakup and i'm going to do that honestly with you because i feel like i can i can rely on you and you're going to listen to me without judgment and you're going to be there for me right but for you to feel that in the relationship it's important for you to understand if this relationship or this person has ever had the space with you to have your approval for that also a lot of people nowadays think that they are obliged to you know reply to people and some people think that you know they need to like receive a reply from said person on the same day within the same hour and all that bs mm. i feel like you're not you're not obliged to reply to anyone okay mm-hmm. in the same day never like like what if i don't want to reply to you today like why is it a problem that i'm replying to you after one or two days you know you need to sort of understand that that person may not be wanting to reply to you at this point in time you know they probably mm-hmm. going through something they probably don't want to talk to anyone mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people don't understand now they, they they just feel that oh how can this person not reply to me in one day that's so rude of them and all that right that's, that's i don't know i'd call that immature honestly like we are not seventh grade sixth grade anymore that you know we expect our friends to reply to us within a day or something like right right and that's the thing right relationships are constantly changing and evolving that's important for us to also understand that for ourselves right so yeah. you're saying hey you know what i'm going to take my time to respond all right that I, i'm that makes sense i cannot talk over the phone you know maybe when we meet it's going to be a whole different thing i don't yeah. know but are you expecting the same thing from another person well then that seems to be incongruent mm-hmm. that seems to be a little off right i mean yeah. taking this as an example right so as long as you have an idea of what works for you great 
do other people know that from you great but mm-hmm. is this a gray area otherwise no so you get to build your own rules that's the, that's a fun thing about relationships yeah you get to build your own rules but depending and understanding on how you work what works for you and why that works for you right and it's absolutely okay you know you don't you don't want to respond you don't want to talk you don't want to uh, take calls absolutely okay but again that comes within the understanding of what relationships mean to you because a lot of i think a lot of clash i've seen is also well they're not responding to me which means i'm not important to them but we are not attaching importance to responding right am i available to you okay here are all the ways i am am i because i'm not responding do you automatically feel like you're not important to me well that's then a conversation we need to have because this is my style of working yeah now also feel like you know a lot of people like say uh, an example i'll give you is like i messaged you you know one day after you messaged me mm-hmm. and you're just like okay now you know that he if he or she has taken one day like say in my case if he's taken one day mm-hmm. now i'm also going to take one day like even though you don't want to you're oh, doing yeah. it just to you know spite <laughs> me that's a that's a very common thing like i feel like if you want to reply to that person in the same hour do it it's okay you know there's nothing like you don't need to be like you know yeah yeah in spite of you know that, you're not oh, obligated to reflect another person's actions yeah, or reactions yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah, it's, and I think we see this very common even in school days. Like in, even since we were children, like oh, he shared food with me, so I should share food with him. If he did not share food with me, I won't share food with him. That's I was like, just know. about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say these are. This is essentially a very like a tiny kutti example of how these things also get reinforced yeah. and normalized. Yeah, right? exactly. We learn it from school, and which is why we think it's like normal, you know, to carry it forward in life and. behave this way like you know everywhere in every situation which is like it's 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 difficult to learn those you know bits yeah. of thoughts that we have but yeah i think people should understand that you know we're 18 now not 8 years old that the same uh, thought yeah. should apply to us like yeah I, i don't know i feel like and i see it a lot like a lot of people will just do things to spite the other person mm. like, Right. And again, it's coming from, I mean, imagine the thought process behind it, right? It's not just that, oh, you know what? I've received a message. Let me naturally go about responding to it. That's not how you're going. Like, there's a break in that flow wherein you're going, well, this person responded to me a day later. So here are all the things that I actually need to say. I'm going to hold on to them for 24 hours and then send it. Yeah. Because... <laughs> right. So yeah, that's, that's so much more work rather than just sending it, putting it across in the natural way you work. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, why would people do that? Like honestly, <laughs> it breaks right. flow of conversation. Like, like you said, you know, and uh, yeah, and then after if they reply after twenty four hours, they themselves are also not going to be happy about you know what they've done, and then it just becomes like this irritating chain of conversations. Like you don't want to have that conversation, but you're just having it. The Samneval is also replying, so okay, now I should as well. Even though right. I wanted to say these things like long back, but I didn't. I guess yeah, I didn't. I guess whatever. Now I just say it now, you know. And what if they respond? Okay, whatever. And right. then that's where the conversation gets dry and boring, and then eventually it fades out. You know, that's how it is. Right. And in the pandemic, it's become like a lot more harder because there is no in-person happening. Like at least when it started, there was mm-hmm. no in-person meeting people, and then you know. Yeah. And then that time when you know making friends. Really hard for like so many people because like keeping this chain of conversation it gets hard sometimes you know when you're when you're like in person I think it's a lot for a lot of people it's much more easier to keep conversation going. Mm, But right. like 
yeah and then but when it's online it's a little hard you know and then this whole aspect of not replying for one two days comes in that makes it even more hard and then that's the whole thing where you know ghosting comes in where mm. you see a lot that you know this one has ghosted that person after like a few conversation I'm, I'm i'm i've done it as well like i'm not guilty about it because like mm-hmm. i didn't want to talk to that person i didn't want to talk to that person and i've ghosted like a lot of people actually mm-hmm. so yeah but like now that i reflect on it it's not it's not it's not the right thing to do you know because like obviously they've invested in invested time in talking to you mm-hmm. so if you do want to ghost them which is like i mean this is not really ghosting but you you need to you need to tell them that you know this is what's happening you need to tell them what you exactly feel about right right and that's like absolutely that, okay yeah, yeah, exactly leaving, yeah. leaving someone hanging is just not right like how would, like you know i i keep telling myself like how would you like it if someone did the same to you you know right. it, it wouldn't be a good feeling at all right right so i mean as simple as that right it still tunes back to hey what is it that i'm okay doing which is going to make it super clear so you you don't want to carry on this conversation that absolutely works you don't want to tell them all the 55 reasons behind this decision that yeah. works but just tell them that this is a conversation that's not going to go ahead because i don't feel good about it stop it that. that's that's absolutely okay but as long as they know that you know this is not going to go ahead and they're not mm-hmm. kind of hoping for a response and that's yeah. absolutely okay to so lastly lenny after you know someone has started therapy how can they continue to help themselves at home like by yourself mm. good question so i think a lot a lot about just going ahead and understanding your own i don't want to say patterns because it's it might not be the case with everyone right but your own well nuances your own the way you work right things that you've done for no reason at all uh, it's important to understand why these things are in place self harm is something that i've recently started reading up a lot more about right and it's crazy how these things are in play and how how normalized it is like it's it's also okay to uh, expect a person to not have food after a fight right and that's not that's not really considered active um, self harm or, or accepted self harm because it's not a knife to your skin or a blade to your skin right but these are things that are also important for us to look back on and say okay what are things that have made me me right and what are things that are actually not not helping me what are things that are just sticking around because my family did it that's not helping me in any way what are things that i can improve on only because i am being a lot more polished at it effective at it spending a lot more time doing that's going to actively help me great you know a good example of that would be working out maybe that's not something that you've seen growing up maybe it was just playing for you did it help you great can you give that another shot in a different form maybe you can't go and play football or basketball the whole time but can you see if going to the gym is something that's helpful well i've read research or people saying that it's going to be helpful can i give that a shot great i've given it a shot looks like it's something that's helpful let's try and adapt it to my routine right and that's this is such a super cliched vague example but what i'm trying to say is it's important for you to have a sync with yourself be in sync with yourself be in connect with yourself and understand what are things that obviously have a link biologically and psychologically right understand that okay these are these are all the things that come up when i'm not feeling like it you know my work gets affected my relationships get affected these are these are all consequences of say a bad conversation you know how you go to work and be like you know i've had such a bad morning at work but it doesn't stop at a bad morning for me it results in having five calls where i'm complaining about this person or what they did to all these five people and the rest of my days 
ஆகும்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ்டிங்ஸ